Hello, everyone. Uh, this is another Donneron Monologue podcast. This is uh, Bo, of course, still in social isolation. Still, uh, not social isolation. I'm still FaceTiming people, things of that nature. Still staying in touch. Right now, you're probably seeing a lot in the news about nurses and what nurses go through and what a nurse does. Obviously, we're going through a time when nurses are very much needed. And if you're interested in learning more about nursing, achieving a higher education there, insight into what a life is like as a nurse, then we strongly suggest you check out Ashley Luann K on YouTube. You can find a link to her channel at rallynetwork.net or by searching Ashley Luann K. Uh, but we're, we're still under quarantine. We're still under shelter at home. So I am still in my son's bedroom alone recording these monologue podcasts instead of uh, sitting with uh, Don. Or I'm in an odd position um, because I'm able to... A lot of people, there's... Don't get me wrong, there is a lot of legit negativity going on. We are in the middle of a pandemic. Um, Cities in America are in crises, and uh, I I certainly hope you keep them in mind if you're a giving person that gives to charity, if you're a charitous person, a very uh, charity-minded person. I hope that you're uh, giving towards these causes right now, as these are very immediate and very pressing. Uh, If you're a praying person, I hope that you're praying for these... uh, events and uh certainly uh just it's obviously weighing very hard on our hearts what's going on in these larger cities and even uh i think a a few of the more rural areas too some just happen to be hit harder than others uh most people on earth except for the ones who maybe miraculously have a memory of the spanish flu over 100 years ago um have never seen anything like this in our entire lives but uh, it, a lot of us aren't on the front lines of uh, this. A lot of us aren't um, being exposed to the horrors that this is that is taking place in other parts of the country or the world. A lot of us are just stuck at home, and that's it. And we're all taking that very differently, all of us. And I think this is uh, very interesting. I think. Just that right there, the fact that everyone's taking the news that you can't go out right now very differently is very interesting, very telling of us. Um, so there's, you know, people that are being way too positive about this. Like, you know, you, you, I'm sure you've seen the Facebook posts. If you don't come out of this with another language learned, a, a side hustle started, or basically a laundry list of things that you should accomplish with this time. Absolutely absurd. Um, There is, this is not something that we, again, most people living, the blinding majority of people living have never seen anything like this in their entire lives. There is not a to-do, there is not a uh, plan for this. No one should know what to do being stuck at home all the time. Again, I want to reiterate one final time that this applies to people who are, who's the biggest problem that they've got is they're just stuck at home. Not people that are facing financial crises or, uh, Certainly, health crises with these uh, with these events, or occupational crises—the first responders, nurses, and doctors. Uh, I just want to reiterate that one more time before I continue on. That is a very important point, but I don't want to harp on it too much because then that's all I'm talking about. But for the people that are just stuck at home, that's 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 the problem you're dealing with. So again, you have those people I just mentioned that are way too positive about this. People that are way too negative about this, where it's like, oh, it's the end of the world. I can't go to the bars. I can't go to see my friend Jane. We play bridge on Wednesdays or, you know, things of that nature. That stuff will be there right now. 
this is what you need to do. Like, this is just, it's just part of life. Like, part of being an adult is doing something you don't feel like doing. It's okay to be upset about it. It's okay to be like, oh, that, that stinks. But um, parents will really understand this point. There's a lot of times when a parent, as a parent, you have to do something you really don't feel like doing. But complain about having to do it in front of that kid once. And then come back later and tell them they have to do something they don't want to do. Oh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> so you'll understand there. Uh, this has something to do with video games. I'm getting to that. <laughs> Just bear with me. Um, Adam is probably sitting in the editing booth listening to this. And he's like, uh, I'm going to text him tomorrow morning and tell him I can't use this. But I'm, getting, I'm going somewhere with this. Trust me. So you've got those people. And then you've got people at every point in the middle. And... Uh, so this brings up something, a conversation I've had my whole life. Um, my father was a high school football star. This man uh, lived on a farm uh, on, on during the summers, his grandparents' farm. He's always had an amazing tan his whole life, natural from the sun, uh, very active. At 60 years old, he's still out roofing and doing things of that nature and working his job as an industrial mechanic, not a light duty job whatsoever uh, this is his last year of work though he's able to retire early but um so i've had this conversation with him a lot i've had this conversation with my mother a lot who was a a, a very social minded person and i've had this conversation with friends with family uh people that go to church with me things of that nature uh, why do you want to stay home and play video games all the time we this is a Something that everyone at Don Rom's addressed a lot. And the podcast just isn't a good place to talk about it. So I figured I'd talk about it here. And be, and the reason I mentioned all that stuff earlier, all the way different ways people react to this, is I've been relatively happy. I'm worried about my wife, certainly. Um, and I'm doing everything I can to support her as a nurse. But on the whole, like at the end of the day, this is kind of what I've always wanted. Just sitting at home all day doing the things I like. And almost everything I like just involves me. I can do it by myself. I love, and I love, what I enjoy doing with my friends is discussing or sharing the things I've done on my own. Or that they've done on their own. I love it. Reading a good book and then discussing that, for instance, is the best example I could give of that. So, the, the, the question that I want to address is one we've heard our whole lives. What makes you want to stay inside and just play a game all day? Of course, that's not all I'm doing. I've been watching movies, uh, reading books, uh, taking care of a house and two children, certainly. But I've gotten a lot of time with games, and thank goodness, because the Final Fantasy VII remake just came out. But what makes us want to do this? What is so special about video games? Because to the outsider looking in, and it's not something we can easily explain, it, 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 to the outsider looking in, it's always going to be just a silly game and you sitting there doing nothing because you're physically doing almost nothing. I will grant them that your hands are engaged and every once in a while you reach over for chips or something. And it just, to the outsider looking in, it looks like you're just standing at a blank screen. Uh, it looks like one of those 1984 esque music videos where they're trying to explain a brain dead kid. Um, you know, well, a, a kid who's brain dead because he's not, uh, constantly bathed in sunshine or something like that, which again, there's nothing wrong with sunshine and getting outdoors and everything. I myself have been taking a few hikes out in the country, um, through this because you absolutely need the sunshine and fresh air and all that. But what, what would make you, what would make you want to every once in a while be like, or a majority of the time be like, I don't know. I've got enough sunshine for today. I'm going to go and play a video game. What, what does that? Several things and it depends on the game. There's a ton of things. 
that would change your mind on that. And it almost always depends on the game. Each game offers something that could make us want to do that. Uh, competition comes to mind. A lot of people play games competitively, way more so nowadays than when I was a kid. Way more so with the advent of uh, online gaming. This is a sport for some people. Um, I heard one time that League players, League of Legends players, were doing a 12-hour scrimmages a day some teams. 12 hours a day scrimmaging. That's incredible. Um, these people, we laugh about the term eSport athlete. These people are athletes. They are putting in work. They practice at these games. Hardcore practice. This is not a joke to them. It's dead serious. I've heard of several collegiate teams being formed for League of Legends and, and things of that nature. Now, my favorite eSport is not the biggest one in the world. It is uh, FGC, Fighting Game Community eSports. I love those, especially Smash Brothers. Uh, everyone knows that. I follow them pretty closely. I'm not a, I'm not a fanatic, but... Um, your ESPN app, you could follow uh, Evil Geniuses, uh, Team Liquid, things of that nature. Which Evil Geniuses, Team Liquid, uh, Cloud9, these uh, teams, uh, Echo Fox, probably has some of my favorite players in the world on it as far as fighting games are concerned. These these teams are also signing fighting game players. But yeah, so competition, uh, the same thing that makes you want to hit a football field can make you want to sit and play a uh, uh, a video game for 12 hours a day to get good at it. The same thing. And you wouldn't accuse a football player of wasting his time. That's a, we all respect that. I, I don't disrespect that. Um, and, uh, interesting fact on that note, uh, Rick Fox, a, a legendary Lakers player, uh, you know, a, a legend. He owns Echo Fox because his son was into league of legends. He played with them and was, went to a championship with it. It was like, Whoa, this is huge. So he founded Echo Fox, and so he's an athlete, and uh, a lot of, watch this, just look it up on Google, a lot of professional sports teams are buying esports teams, or training esports players, or something like that, because this is, guys, in the next 20 years, we're going to see a huge shift, and uh, you're going to have guys filling out league brackets every March, I guarantee it, uh, maybe not March specifically, but the same way we do in March with college basketball, so competition's one thing. An engaging story is another, and probably the one that leads me into a game the most, is a game, and I talk about this all the time, a game can tell a story a different way than a movie, a book, a play, or any other medium in the world can, because it's the only way to tell a story by literally inviting the audience into it. It's the most interactive storytelling in the world. An author can write a very suspenseful novel, you can feel an empathetic suspense for the characters in it. You could feel their suspense. Only in a video game can you feel your suspense. Uh, Resident Evil 2 comes to mind. The, the ammo conservation and, and saving ink ribbons. My goodness. it's it, That's what draws me into games. Is It's a great narrative experience. It's a fantastic one. Um, moral choice games that have just gotten so moral. Wow, I... Whew, I I absolutely beheaded that uh, word in front of its family and kinsmen. Um, it, it, then I just did that, family and kinsmen. That's a, that's a redundancy, of course. But, yeah, the moral choice video games. Those have gotten popular over the day. And so you could literally experience the same story from a, a different moral standpoint, depending on how you play the game. KOTOR is a great example of this, um, which 
we're going to redo that original KOTOR episode someday with our new amazing technology that we have at our hands. Because if you go back and listen to the original one, we were literally uh, just four guys sitting in a room with a blue mic that's only designed to pick up sound from one direction, spinning it on a, uh, I, I swear, a Lazy Susan. We had a Lazy Susan on a bar stool, spin it between ourselves. Uh, humble, humble beginnings. I wish Adam would take those down, but he says it shows progress and it gets people to root for us. So um, I certainly hope that's the effect it's had on you when you go back and listen to those uh, very sad early podcasts. I think, um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, a, a narrative. That's one of the things that makes us choose to want to play a video game instead of doing other things. And again, the reason I'm addressing this is there's so many people in the world that don't understand why you would want to play a video game at all, much less over other activities. And so the people that are in quarantine right now who are like, man, I've got all this time for games. I'm just trying to get people to understand why that would be exciting to someone and why that's just as valid a response to this as anything else. You can't blame someone for wanting to be positive through this. It's it's not cool for anyone, man. Um, uh, another thing that can make us uh, want to play video, go inside and play video games is camaraderie. I had a friend growing up who lived in the smack dab in the middle of the country, way further in the country than I did, had had all the land in the world, plenty of woods, a cornfield we'd get lost in, and the farmer would never find us to yell at us. We had it all out there, and we would play a lot outside. We would play a lot. It was awesome. He had a huge Nerf and Super Soaker collection. Summer times were amazing, but every once in a while, we just wanted to go inside and play. And it's it's just another way to hang out with your friends. It really is. We would go inside, and I remember one of the most popular games out there was Mario Party. He happened to have a copy of the original Mario Party for Nintendo 64. And we'd love to go inside and play that every once in a while. It was a great break when you were just too hot outside or whatever. And it, it was a great way to hang out. Some of my favorite memories are stealing someone's star and the whole room erupting in laughter or anger or something like that. You you develop really good memories. Um, Smash Super Smash Brothers Melee. I talk about. Um, we talk about my cousin's basement all the time on this show. It's how I know these fellas. I loved going to that basement and playing Melee. I loved it. That was a high school hangout for me. That was, um, that Arnold's Bar in Happy Days. Uh, uh, Arnold's Bar is <laughs> restaurant. These high schoolers in Happy Days were not going to a bar. They were very loose in the fifties, but not quite that bad. And um, it, it, and people don't get that. It's like hanging around a pool table sometimes, playing a video game. And, and I understand. And again, I understand why the people who don't, because from the outside looking in, it looks pathetic. But this is what we're doing. And uh, for a lot of people listening to this, you're probably thinking, "Man, this is you know, we all know this. Why are you telling that to us?" And uh, remember, the the Donnerom audience, we're hoping to reach a lot of people uh, because we're not we're not. And I think what I'm really driving at here, and we haven't really addressed this, is we're talking about video games, but we're not. We're, we're talking about video games, but we're talking about mostly how they impacted who we are as people. Um, we've got a lot of really strong views, uh, me and the boys. We've got a lot of uh, unique views for our area on politics, on sociology, on, on things of that nature. Um, and whether you know people want to admit it or not, art can direct those in, uh, those opinions, those worldviews, those beliefs. And video games were a huge chunk of the art that, uh, I don't want to speak for the other guys, but certainly for me that I consumed growing up. Uh, I've said before I lived in the country and I didn't have a lot of kids around. 
and there's only so much playing in the woods alone you could do all day. And I love that. Part of the reason I loved Zelda and things of that nature was it reminded me of playing in the woods growing up, finding you know that uh, finding that sinkhole <laughs> and turning back. Uh, you know that there's a real danger to playing in the woods. I, I honestly. There were several times when I was a child I could have fallen out of a tree and broken my arm and been well without a screaming distance for anyone to have heard me. It's just one of those things. Like, I think of my kids doing it nowadays and I freak out. But it was it's, it was different back then, man. It was kind of like how city kids used to just ride you know, their bikes anywhere. No one was concerned with anyone picking these kids up or not. But there, there's several things uh, that make people walk out on a beautiful day and be like, you know what? I walked yesterday. I'm going to take my time off to play a game today. And there's several reasons why that's just as valid of a decision to do with your day. And if you know someone through, uh, this mess that has been, uh, sitting at home playing video games and just happy as a lark to be doing so that's, that's why, because there's, there's time. Most, most times there's not time for a 30 plus year old man to play video games and there's time now so lay off him he's he's doing or she or they they're doing what they uh they're 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 dealing with this their way you're dealing with it your way man and that's valid and that's cool so uh next time i'll be back to talk about final fantasy 7 remake i played about five hours last night uh after the last podcast that you heard i'll be playing even more tonight so when i come back to it i'll have more subjects to talk i'll have more things to talk about to you about that it's my favorite game in the world right now can't wait to dig into it more but uh for now i thought i would just uh, uh address the elephant in the room the uh the great quarantine of 2020 so uh, again i hope you're staying safe I hope, uh, sorry, I hit my, <laughs> I have a Mickey Mouse watch, uh, face on my, uh, on my Apple watch. Uh, no secret to anyone that's watched the show before. I love Disney and Mickey just told me what time it was. I apologize about that. Uh, but, uh, everyone, please, please stay safe through all this. Uh, please practice responsible social distancing. Please listen to what they're telling you to do. I know it's not fun and I know it feels, and you are giving up something that someone told you to. You are. But sometimes that is the responsible thing to do, whether it whether it feels good to do that or not. So uh, I, I certainly hope everyone's staying safe. And I thank you for one of the pieces of media that you want to consume in these trying times to be Don Ron. Thank you very much. And uh, good night, good afternoon, good morning, or uh, see you later, depending on what time of day you are listening to this.